0: What's going on, Talking Baseball listeners? Thank you for tuning in. This one's a little different. As you know, baseball season is ending. As you know, maybe you don't. Jake and I have many different podcasts. There are 14 podcasts under the John Boy Media Network. One of the podcasts we make that we really enjoy doing is called Laughs from the Past. It's a comedy history podcast and season six debuts today. Season 1 was random miscellaneous stories from the past. Season 2 was the Civil War. Season 3 was historical mysteries. Season 4 was children who made history. Season 5 was historical backfires. and Season 6, this current season, is Baseball's Greatest Tales and Legends. Did we cater it to our brand new audience of baseball fans? We sure did. So I'm gonna play the start of our first episode of season six here on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Ten episodes coming your way, all about baseball and the pastime and the great sport. Baseball and history are really they are really intertwined, and it's hard to untangle them. That's just kind of how 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 the story goes for America and for baseball. So I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you for giving this a shot and a chance. If you already subscribe, we appreciate it. But here you go. Here's the start of the first episode, which is all about Abner Doubleday. Did he really invent baseball? No. Well, then who the fuck is he? And who invented baseball? Here we go.
1: Have you ever heard of Abner Doubleday? It's likely you've been taught Doubleday is the inventor of America's greatest pastime, baseball. It's also possible that you know Doubleday as a prominent American general and an honored war hero. Only the latter of these two tales would be true. Despite having baseball stadiums named after him, even in Cooperstown, we'll find that Doubleday had nearly zero contribution to the sport we love. So who was Abner Doubleday? Where did this myth evolve from, and who really did invent the great sport of baseball? I'm Jake Story and welcome back to Laughs from the Past.
0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to season six of laughs from the past. Thank you for sticking out the brief hiatus with us. My name is Jimmy. I've got Jake alongside and we are geared up and ready for season six. The great sport of baseball, the legends, the stories, the lore Everything. Obviously, Jake and I are baseball enthusiasts. We just started a podcast called Talking Baseball. Baseball season just ended, and this is a very clear way to convert listeners from one show to the other. But you'll enjoy it nonetheless because we have a team of researchers and producers helping with this season that have a 10-episode arc that is fantastic. I'm really excited about it. So right off the top, shout out to Jared Gott. Jake, we know Jared Gott. He's in the the chats all the time. Joe Webster, Sam Deutsch, and Lucas O'Brien who have been helping put this season together. We are really excited. I didn't know that we were going to open up with shots fired at Abner Doubleday right away. Do you feel bad, Jake?
1: A little bit. My uh my first time reading the intro <laughs> I, I told you and Luke. I was like, "Damn. <laughs> uh it's going down on Abner, so that's that's tough. It's
0: pretty pretty brutal. I mean, everyone just kind of knows him as the inventor of baseball. It seems like he wasn't and I'm pretty interested in, in why we think this and, and why he wasn't. Those are I our mean, first had, so it Seems like a good place to start.
1: One of what I thought was my coolest things that ever happened in my baseball life was I played an inning um, on Doubleday Field in Cooperstown where they do some fun stuff up there. Struck out. Struck out. Got to be honest with the people.
0: How many pitches? Do you remember the at-bat well? Does it torture you?
1: Doesn't I think it was I think I remember the pitcher's nickname I think the pitcher's nickname was Doc so that's kind of pathetic that I remember that but uh that's what makes it a beautiful sport um Newtown guy um we could we could dig him up well okay. maybe we'll put researcher Luke on that to dig through Newtown baseball but uh yeah I don't I don't know it's it's Abner Doubleday it's James Naismith I mean these are in in the sports world, those names are lures. They're creators of sports. That's incredible.
0: Was Abner a popular name at the time? Had to be more popular. I don't
1: know how this popular. Is,
0: how many people do you think named their kid Abner because they love baseball so much, they thought Abner was the name of the guy who invented baseball? They tune into season six of Last from the Past, find out their son is named after a liar and a dummy whoa
1: i don't know yeah, about the liar
0: and dummy yet i haven't read the i haven't read yeah, the episode abner might be a stand-up guy
1: don't know all the info he might have <laughs> might have been wrongfully pegged as the creator of baseball which i i don't know i would i could use that oh
0: if i was pegged uh, as the creator of a sport i would not deny it i'd be like hell yeah yeah isn't that
1: insane like i'm i'm trying to think of like i don't know we give movie directors and like song Song directors, music people, we give them a lot of love, like you hear a song that like connects to you, and you're like, "Dude, like that, I love that guy, like how did they come up with that? The inventor of a sport man, if I met the inventor of baseball, I'd be like, "Dude, <laughs> like thank you. I might bow like you baseball's bow? the closest
0: thing i <laughs> you were about to do like a Japanese bow there, yeah, bow's the closest thing I have to a religion. <laughs> Put that on a quote, Jake. Uh, just before we get into the story that our researchers spent a lot of time looking up, uh, Abner was very popular in the 19th century as a name for for males. It's a biblical okay. name. Saul's army appears twice in the New Testament. Uh, New Testament, but it was pretty much demolished by the long running hillbilly comic strip Lil Abner. So I'm guessing Lil Abner from the comic strip was a little fuck,
1: little fucker. Lil Abner was Lil Abner one of the first lils.
0: Uh, no, no. I'm going to be pretty strong that he wasn't.
1: Lil Wayne? Lil Bow Wow? Lil Abner?
0: No. Oh, Lil Abner was, uh, he's not little. I'm looking at the comic strips. He's a big beefy guy.
1: Classic. I think.
0: Anyway, let's get into this. You ready?
1: Where do you think you're going to land? I feel like we're going to like Abner and just be like, he didn't like baseball. Or he didn't invent baseball.
0: I have no idea. OK, if anyone is this is your first time listening to laughs from the past, this is season six. There's an incredible backlog of episodes. I was a history major in college. I enjoy history a lot. I have a, a good general knowledge or more than your average person. Jake likes stories and he's usually hearing these things for the first time. I know nothing. Put it on his tombstone. Yeah. Abner Doubleday was born in Ballston Spa, New York on June 26, 1819. His father was a veteran of the War of 1812 and later served as a U.S. congressman. Wow, that's cool. Doubleday attended school to study civil engineering and then worked as a surveyor for railroads before receiving an appointment to the United States Military Academy at West Point in 1838. He graduated in 1842, finishing in the middle of his class. Damn. Hell yeah. That's 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 a tough end to like your i mean you can say that about can you start saying that about me if i ever get a wikipedia page i need it to be graduated from central connecticut state university in the middle of his class yeah or you know what that's a yeah, throw a near the middle of his class just to cover all our bases
1: okay i like that yeah because yeah. i i don't know if i've ever heard that <laughs>
0: no Because no one. But you,
1: you always hear someone finish top, top or high in their class, or they finish low in their class. You never hear, yeah, he finished middle of his class.
0: Yeah, because you don't brag about being average. But on, I promote bragging about being average here. Just got to get by.
1: My mom was a huge promoter of being average. Yeah,
0: don't stand out. Yeah. After receiving a commission as a a brevet, that's a word I'm pronouncing wrong. Ooh brevet second lieutenant i like brevet okay second or it's brevet no idea no idea never seen it uh as a second lieutenant in the third u.s artillery artillery jesus christ jimmy Doubleday served in a succession of garrison duties before participating in the mexican-american war During the conflict, he served as an artillery officer and commanded a supply depot in Camargo, Mexico. Doubleday returned to garrison duty after the war, and in 1852, married Mary Hewitt, the daughter of a Baltimore lawyer. In 1856, he was transferred to Florida for the Third Seminole War. Wow, so he's a military guy. Those guys, they have a lot of time to kill on bases in wars they're playing games so i'm guessing that's kind of my my hunches started as a wartime game
1: is commanded a supply depot just code word for like he was the manager of a warehouse
0: nothing on his military resume resu- resume seems impressive seems like okay. he basically just was like made sure that the garrison had guns in it
1: I mean, we're thinking he, he comes off as like, a, he's, a, he's a bright dude, studied civil engineering, um, and it looks like he was given jobs in the military that was like, we need a bright dude. We don't need like yeah. a fighter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you just man the garrison, make sure that like inventory is taken care of? Count and- the ammo. <laughs> in 1859, Doubleday was stationed at Fort Moultrie in Charleston. A staunch abolitionist, and supporter of Abraham Lincoln, he soon found himself surrounded by secessionist fervor. In the face of mounting hostilities in December of 1860, Doubleday and Fort Moultrie's commander, Major Robert Anderson, moved their garrison to Fort Sumter and abandoned the city's other forts to the South Carolina militia. After nearly a four-month standoff, militia forces fired on Fort Sumter on April 12th 1861 Doubleday as second in command is said to have overseen the first shots fired in defense of the fort after a 36 hour bombardment doubleday surrendered Fort Sumter along with Anderson So I mean they're caught up in a bad time because they're in the middle of like the south but they support yeah. Lincoln and all those militias are coming for all the forts because the civil war is starting
1: yeah, I never really uh I never really thought about that with the Civil War. You're uh you're a northern dude in the south and all that stuff's happening.
0: Got to go. Got to run away. Yeah. All right. So he he started the first like round of fires like fire. So that's cool. It's cooler than what we thought before.
1: Yeah, better his street cred went up.
0: Doubleday's first combat experience came in August 1862 at the Second Battle of Bull Run, Manassas. We did a whole season on the Civil War. I wonder if Jake remembers anything. The Second Battle of Bull Run, Manassas, during early fighting near Brawner's Farm. Doubleday dispatched nearly 1,000 of his men to support forces under General John Gibbon. His reinforcements helped temporarily hold the Union line against a barrage by General thomas stonewall jackson's confederates his unit returned to action the next day but was pushed back by forces commanded by james longstreet remember that big battle from the civil war episodes that was when thomas jackson um the the south was surrendering and stonewall jackson um said uh then we will finish them with our bayonets and took out his sword they didn't really do, do that them they just sat on a hillside and waited and then did pretty good. So Doubleday yeah. was involved.
1: But yeah, and Doubleday again, think about where we've come in two paragraphs. He uh he was involved in some of the first first bullets sent and now I mean he's kind of got Stonewall Jackson on the resume, which I mean that's a uh, that's an all-timer.
0: Mhm. Yeah, they were they were adversaries in one battle. That's cool. Yeah, that's nuts. Reassigned to the I-Corps under General Joseph Hooker, I think that's, we call them prostitutes because of him, hookers. Yeah. Doubleday next participated in the Battle of South Mountain in September 1862. After General John P. Hatch was wounded in the fighting, Doubleday took command of his division and successfully withstood a Confederate assault he remained in division command for the battle of Antietam in which his unit sustained heavy casualties at an area known as the cornfield. That's tough to have a battle place known as the cornfield. Like we were over at bull run, you know, we're at Antietam. Like, where were you? We were in the cornfield.
1: Yeah. I I see what you're saying. I don't know. I could see the cornfield also having a spooky vibe to it. Like, Oh dude, you're in the cornfield, bro. Um, I don't know. Also has, like, a...
0: You think it was actually uh, a cornfield? had to be, right?
1: Yeah. I don't think you can name something not the cornfield the cornfield. Um,
0: Unless you're trying to trick the enemy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Also has, like, a it's a, a call of fear. Uh, in my head, and maybe this is just polluted by nowadays in video games, but I'm picturing that just being, like, a level. Like, all right, boys, we're playing the cornfield today.
0: Yeah, I think that might be diluted by video games. I don't know. Just seems very Yeah, much it feels like, like there's a
1: hint of that in there.
0: It seemed like war was in the video game mode. There is yet.
1: dabbled in there.
0: <laughs> all right. So anyway, after all that shit, he was uh he was promoted to major general of the volunteers. He would play a significant role in the Battle of Gettysburg. Heard of it? During the first day of fighting, he was forced to take command under the I Corps following the death of General John Reynolds. Choosing to follow through on the battle plan already enacted by Reynolds, Doubleday ordered his men to hold positions near the Chambersburg Pike. His stubborn defenses finally collapsed in the late afternoon, and his I-Corps then retreated through the town of Gettysburg to the height of Cemetery Hill. I feel like I-Corps isn't how you say that. Just sounds wrong off my lips, but I hope it's right iCorpse, yeah. What do
1: you well, I mean what's the alternative? One Corpse or something? I think iCorpse is okay. I think
0: Apple just ruins things that start with i. Ooh, there's a hot take. iPad, iComputer, i Banana. This is all ruined now. Despite having to fend off superior force of Confederates for several hours. Doubleday was relieved of command by the I-Corps by General George Maid. He participated in the second and third days of the battle as a division commander and was wounded in the neck by a shell fragment in the aftermath of Pickett's charge. So it sounds like what we're getting at is he's badass in the end.
1: Yeah, they, this, uh, our, our research has slow played Doubleday. Um, they went nerdy, and now it's like... And maybe that's part of the picture there. That's what they're de- depicting, is nerdy double day growing some hair on his peaches?
0: Whoa, this next paragraph says that Maid refused to make him a uh, commander or Meade. So he fucking hightailed it to Washington, D.C. to talk to Congress and was like, That fucking Meade's a motherfucker. I should be in charge. Uh, his handling of the Gettysburg campaign is awful plus you got a bunch of pro slavery guys in your ranks. Do you even know about that? So, I don't know if I like this move or not, but he totally was ratting out the union.
1: Yeah, very much a petty rat move. I'm a uh, I I've got kind of a weird brain going on right now cuz I'm trying to like link each of his life experiences to, to baseball. To to baseball and like this is like reporting the pitcher for pine tar. <laughs>
0: It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um Oh, I was gonna say something, but I forgot, Jake. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, imagine being pro slavery but fighting for the union. Like what a fuck it fucked up head you have.
1: Yeah, and, and like, what's your end goal?
0: <laughs> Yeah, what is your end game? I
1: mean, are those people technically, like, spies? Are those people just lazy? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm kind of for slavery, but I've already got this set up. I don't know.
0: Uh, I've been—I got a lot of friends in the Union Army, so. I I've worked know.
1: pretty hard to climb the ranks here. If I go over there, I'm going to be pretty low on the totem pole. It's weird. But according yeah. to our
0: dude, they existed. They probably existed. Doubleday stayed in the army after the civil war and in 1866 assumed command of troops in New York city. He was then transferred to San Francisco to serve as a recruitment officer. During this time, he was involved in securing the first patent for the city's cable car system. Damn, that's cool. Doubleday late. If he invented the San Francisco cable car system, that seems like just as cool as inventing baseball in a way. Like those are just as famous in a way.
1: Yeah, just as famous for us, it would be definitely a tier or two down. Um, I don't know. Like, did, did Doubleday just live this crazy good life in that like some loser invented baseball, and they were like, hey, Doubleday did a lot of cool stuff, and he's around it. Like, let's, let's give throw him it his way.
0: Let's give it to Doubleday. Yeah. Doubleday later commanded an all-black unit in Texas before retiring from the Army in 1873. He died in New Jersey in 1898 at the age of 73. Not bad. Okay, yeah. Okay, so he's a war. He was a cool war guy.
1: Cool, smart, smart guy with a pretty good, pretty pretty good couple notches on his belt. Stonewall Jackson, um, high up in the military. Couple battles. Okay.
0: Okay, not bad. Yeah. So part two, how did this American war figure get credited with the creation of baseball? That's kind of piqued everyone's interest at this point, right? Is what kind of what we need to know. This story has been spread far and wide over the last century or so, and there is both a stadium and a minor league team named for Doubleday. Former Major League Baseball Commissioner Bud Selig even called Doubleday the father of baseball, as recently of, as the year 2000. Bud was just looking for a distraction at that time, anything not to talk about steroids. Like, you, you guys remember Abner? He was Cool. He was cool. So Do they how did call th- him
1: Abby, or is that rude?
0: Abby, I feel like I've heard that before.
1: Because I don't know. I mean, Abby's a very prominent lady name, especially back then. I think even
0: more. Well, no, because back then Abner's existed, so maybe Abby was unisex. And when they made little Abby, little Abner, the cartoon, and Abner died, now now we only know Abby as uh, a woman's name. Because not
1: for nothing, Abby.
0: Good baseball name. That is a good baseball name. Hey, yeah. Abby. Oh, do it again. Abby. Yeah, that's great.
1: Abner, not so hot.
0: I, gotta, I don't think this guy was good at baseball. Do we think Abner played baseball or just Ooh, invented it? Because the vibe so, I'm getting right now is he was like, ah, it'd be cool if you did this and this and this. And like he walked past a bunch of kids playing. He never played, though.
1: He was the first analytics guy.
0: <laughs> he was
1: crunching the numbers.
0: You know how they always say, like, it's so crazy that they lined up the bases ninety feet away, and still to this day, it's the perfect distance. Yeah. That was Abner's job, I'm guessing. He just did the mental math.
1: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Like they were playing this sport and Abner just tweaked it. You've got these Abner's-
0: bases too close.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh uh-huh. no. A hundred feet? Let's put the bases at ninety feet.
0: Came over with cocktail napkins and drawings. It was like, I think if ninety feet, you're up the odds of safe plays and close proximity plays.
1: A well placed bunt, you can still be safe. And they're like, whoa, chill out, Abner. Yeah.
0: Abby. He went by Abby. Abby. So how did this myth begin? To decide who invented, um, invented America's Game, A.G. Mills commissioned a study in 1905 and asked the public for stories about the game's origins. All right, thank you guys very much for checking it out. The rest of the episode you can find on whatever podcast app you listen to laughs from the past you will find it if you search John boy you will find all of our podcasts go listen to the rest of the episode because we are about to discover a picture of Abner Doubleday and have a blast and then and then we go through the rules the first set of 20 rules of baseball which was pretty wild and weird and funny times so go check out the rest of that episode you can check it out on laughs from the past any podcast app or we do post the video of jake and i talking on youtube laughs from the past has its own channel you know what you should do though you should just subscribe on youtube and you should subscribe on the podcast app and then you know just double up be nice we'd appreciate it share it with your friends spread it around thanks we'll be back again with another episode of this show whenever the next episode comes out.